No, I can't forget tomorrow when I think of all my sorrow. When I had you there, but then I let you go. And now it's only fair that I should let you know what you should know. I can't live if living is without you. I can't live. No. <laughs> We're not. Just, it was just, it was an unexpected turn. I'm not going to lie. Was, <laughs> you weren't quite ready. No. Nope. You weren't quite. Well, it is the Mariah Carey version. Well, obviously. <laughs> it's, it's very clearly the Mariah Carey version. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Continue Podcast, a podcast that is ostensibly about video games. We we pretend that it is about video games and the the other things that we love. My name is Anthony John Agnello, and I host this show along with two other huge, wonderful, big minds. I don't know why that became Trumpian. Huge, wonderful, big, the best minds. Uh, <laughs> Just in the, the best world. minds. In- the best minds. You wouldn't believe. Uh, <laughs> We have Susan Arndt. Uh, hi, I am ostensibly a person. Broadcasting from the inner banks. Yes. Bro- broadcasting from the... Nothing, <laughs> it's just me here and uh, the bat guano. And the bat... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we also have Staff Roberts, Dave Roberts. I contemplated drinking a beer today at 11 in the morning. Nice! Yeah, man. Because I'm on vacation. Also, it's yeah. PBR, so it's like water. It is. But I yeah. didn't though, because with I'm, with a slight bouquet of piss. Yeah, mm. just a little, just like a Odie, like a like someone peed Cheerios. There you um, go. But uh, <laughs> like yeah. like Pabst, it's it's PBR is the Lacroix of beer. Yes. Yes. That's, that's, yes. That counts. Yes. That's absolutely. Yes. One hundred percent. I almost, I was going to say that actually should be Bud Light, but Bud Light is the Fresca of beer. Oh, <laughs> laying that down. What? What's the tab of beer? The tab of beer? Miller Light. Fuck, yeah, yeah, Miller okay. Light. Miller Gold. I'd go Miller I'd get, Ultra. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, everybody, I don't know if you've gathered from, from Dave's beer o'clock announcement uh this is an a two-thirds vacation continue podcast susan's on vacation dave's on vacation i'm technically on my lunch break at work which makes this a work day vacation <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're super chilled out have you guys have you guys been playing a lot of stuff on vacation what is your what's been your vacation playtime, susan oh uh, well, we'll we'll bro- we'll touch on we'll this later there. in the show. But I've also uh, so I did not know, like you know, when you buy something on Switch, you get Nintendo coins. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. had no idea what they were for. <laughs> no, it's, free, many, it's free money. How, how many did you bank? Did I you have, have like forty dollars? Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, totally. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, because I I never did anything with them. So awesome. I'm like looking around. So I, I was looking around and. Uh, I, I realized that, hey, that's money. And so I ended up getting Stardew Valley for, I think, 37 cents. Oh, nice. man. Because that's all I had left over. And uh, so I've been, I, I started Stardew Valley over again. Mind you, to be clear, I played it on PS4 for more than 100 hours. I was just going to say, this is you're now embarking on a it. new <laughs> decalogue of, of Stardew Valley. And- yep. 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 Uh, it, yeah. It's still real good. Is it... How... Like... So, my question for you, I tried playing Stardew Valley on Switch, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you know that the the sort of, like, very stringent sim aspect of Stardew Valley tends not to be the kind of thing I gravitate towards. Mm -hmm. Like, I get to that moment where it's like, and now, think about what you want to do with all the wood you spent three hours collecting, (laughs) and I'm like, no, (laughs) you're not jumping over fire, I need to go, Mm. uh... But I I really liked it. I thought Uh-oh. it was really cool. It was just not the kind of thing that I had the time investment. <clears throat> uh, I, I just didn't have the time for mm-hmm. that kind of game at the time. Yeah. I felt like it was a little awkward to play on Switch because the menus were very tiny and the controls were a little finicky. However, mm. that was right at launch. And I know that that game has been updated to hell and back since then. Okay. Is it? How does it feel like compared to your hundred-hour time in PS4 t- town? Uh, virtually identical. Oh wow. Okay. I I certainly haven't had any problem 
with the menus. The one thing I have noticed is that sometimes you'll hit the button to, you know, use one of your tools or yeah. pick something up. Uh, and it, it won't register. Interesting. That is what was happening when I was playing it at launch. Like yeah. I had to, you had to like tap a few times to make Some, sure sometimes. that anything worked. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. And, uh, that is, I mean, it's not, it's certainly not a deal breaker. I would be more frustrated with it. I think if I had not had already played the game right, ex right. extensively and it's also not a, I mean, this is not a game that requires precision timing or sure. anything. So it, it's not inhibiting my progress in any way. Uh, the fishing is really the only thing that would require that mm. kind of precision, and I haven't had any issues with that at all. So, um, yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I'll see you in 200. Just promise me you'll wrap up your Stardew Valley time by the time Dragon Quest Builders 2 comes out <laughs> so that we can get, when we can get does, our town. When does happen. that come out? Fall. I think oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Like, right. You've got like a six-month window. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Dave, you, you were telling us a little bit in the pre-show that our backers heard about what you were doing on your vacation in terms of gaming. Yeah, so talk, with uh, with my it? kid, my, my daughter's been in town for the week, so I, we've been playing the Nintendo Labo vehicle kit, uh, which has been really cool. It's just a lot of fun. Like, ev like man, putting those things together, I, go, I have this, like, 15-minute, every 15 minutes I have this thing where it's like, dude, that's just so fucking clever like just the way that like when you punch it out and you fold it and everything just folds together so nicely and then like it uses the natural cardboardness of like interlocking uh flaps and stuff to both form natural tension as well as like natural um just like keeping everything just naturally keeping everything together and then the way it interacts with the the game is really cool like the vehicle kit you put together uh a car you put together a key to put your Joy-Con in so you can start the car. You build oh, a submarine. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, well, and the thing is, like, the, the key, like, it because of the sticker, the, the sensor stickers that you put um, in both the car, the submarine, and the airplane, you move the key from, like interface to interface like physical cardboard interface and the game knows like okay now you're flying an airplane so it makes the airplane appear on the screen and like the car thing has like these levers on it that you can twist and the cardboard makes like natural clicky sounds when you twist it and it causes like you can throw bombs or like activate your windshield wipers and you pull the lever down and it springs back it's just it's fucking cool man it's awesome uh, i love the key the key is the coolest part to yeah me. I don't know yeah why. yeah uh, I've also uh, at night. Uh, I've been playing that there Phoenix Wright trilogy. Oh, you're back in it before before bed. Yeah, I just finished the first one uh, last night uh, for the first time in in years. Man, those games are fun. They're Does good. it hold up really nice? Oh yeah, like um, yeah, like the the there are some spots like playing through it again where you're like the localization could probably get touched up a little bit. Um, but man, like it's just it's just fun like it's awesome. clearly a labor of love for like the people writing it and people designing the puzzles and uh so so i don't know if i'm gonna jump right in the second game uh mm. but yeah it's always it's always good to give a little bit of breathing room yeah i've got i've novels. got that there final fantasy 7 <clears throat> hitting the switch next week there you so go. <laughs> there you go yeah i i would love to tell you guys about like some cool game that i've been playing since the last time we talked but I've had a brief window in between reviews. I finished Devil May Cry 5, which is just, like, so good. I don't want to, like, bore you guys with just doing the, like, it's good! Uh, and then I'm doing the, the Sekiro oh. Shadows Die Twice. Mm. Which, how, as, on a scale of 1 to Tenshu, how Tenshu is as, it? As a, on a scale of 1 to Tenshu, it's for real, Dark Souls. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's just... It's just Dark Souls, guys. Uh, mm. But so I've only played like an hour of Sekiro. I started it up last night. It was really cool. They like sent me the review code. They're like, embargo's up in the morning. I'm like, cool. I can finish this in five hours, dogs. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I have completely avoided all media for Sekiro. Mm -hmm. I was like, I just want to check it out when it's done. And I honestly think 
like you, you, the three of us have had this conversation about Dark Souls types games a billion times. So I'm not going to bore you with the nitty gritty. I will say the thing that makes me interested in continuing to play this game is the fact that there is no RPG nonsense. Interesting. Yeah. So it feels like Dark Souls. It moves like Dark Souls. But there's some stealth stuff and some ninja stuff. You are not building a character at all. You're not pushing stuff into stats. There is a skill tree, but like that's it. That's it. Like you, you just, just are like, all right, now I want to be able to go up a tree faster. Right. And I I couldn't like the the palpable relief I felt when I realized that in the mm-hmm. game when it's just like you can find a tool and then the tool lets you do things rather than being like do you want to put 25 points <laughs> into darkness? Do you want to spend 3 hours running through the same labyrinth? Uh, no. The same hallway, grinding souls so you I, can level up your strength enough to beat the next boss? Do you want to do that? Is that I how so, you want to spend I your time? so sincerely don't. <laughs> just, I just don't want to. Uh, yeah, and so, like, in between the two reviews, the only thing that I've been playing has been, I've been doing a playthrough of Chrono Trigger for the first time in five years. And oh. you guys don't need to hear me talk about Chrono No, Trigger. really don't. Really so, don't. Susan, Susan, how many times have I talked to you about Chrono Trigger? Like, let's, let's just think. Let's, like, parse it out over the past ten years of knowing each other. Well, easily twice a year, so... It, it, easily. Easily. Like, at least. <laughs> like, without even fair. trying hard. Just bare minimum. But yeah, yeah that game's really good. <laughs> <laughs> which, like, which, which version are you playing? Are you, are you playing well, that Steam you version? You don't need to ask. He's uh, playing sim- the original. Oh, Come on. Gosh. Come on. Uh, yeah, I, I am indeed playing the original. And I will say I had a, a real heart-stopping moment. The night before my 37th birthday, I turned it on to play. And the save files were gone. <gasps> what? And I thought to myself, this is it. The battery's dead. This battery's dead. This cartridge is oh, no. 23 years old. I mean, fair. Fair enough. Like, that that battery's not supposed to last 23 years. Yeah. But, like, it was a real confronting my mortality moment. Wow. And I, w- I was like, oh, man, I can't, I can't believe it. Like, my cartridge is dead. And that's fine. Like, you know what? Like, I can still play it. It's still an art mm-hmm. piece, but whatever. And, like... You know, I I'm, I got one of those analog super NT systems now mm-hmm. rather than the old hardware. I could put an SD card in there and do save states or whatever. And I, I just went to bed and was like, okay, life goes on. Sunday night, I turn it on. My save files are back. <laughs> and I don't understand how that's humanly possible. But there they were. So it's interesting. Like I was, I, I finished reading that uh, Earthbound, uh, like the Legends of Localization book mm-hmm. for, for Earthbound uh, this week. And there's a chapter that talks about like the the text that you normally wouldn't see, like glitch text or text that was like just kind of sure. left in the system, but like wasn't used for whatever reason. But they had to translate it because they didn't know if it was gonna get used. But like, there's a screen that they're like, you're probably not gonna see this, and it, like uh, like 99 of players aren't gonna see this. But it's like, hey, if something happens in the game, sometimes your save files will just get deleted. And the, like yeah. one of the notes was like, reset your system they'll probably come back. Like that's the best way to fix it. Yeah. Like just, there's something in the way that it's like compiling that information, I guess. And that like doing weird. Yeah. Machines are weird. And you just reset it and it's like, Oh yeah. Now your saves are back. It's fine. Yeah. I, it was, it was like a remarkable weird, like soul moment. Uh, so that's what (laughs) we've been playing these days, guys. We're going to do mortality of the video game. Yeah. Mortality of the video game. We're going to do a little bit different format than our usual uh, three set topics. We're going to sort of go through like a lightning round of Newsies-type topics since our last episode, and then we're going to close with a little bit of a check-in with Susan from her time in the hills of West Virginia, where she remains trapped. (laughs) (laughs) Forevermore. (laughs) Forevermore. Uh, So the big one, the big one that we're going to start with is we are recording this during GDC week, and... 
This past Monday, it, it finally happened. Google was like, we weren't playing around with that Assassin's Creed in your Chrome. We're doing a for real streaming service. Google Stadia. Which, yeah. How do you feel exactly. about the name? Google Stadia. I, I I feel this way. I feel what's the way Susan does about all of it, which is... Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck off into the sun, guys. Coming at me like with no announcement on a price... Yeah. All of this, like, oh, we could do 4K and 60 frames per second. Who gives a rat's ass? At the end of the day, I feel like there there are two factors here that are potentially interesting. Like, guess what? I think that there are a lot of people out there who have, like, a Chromebook, a very cheap laptop, a phone that is functional, that would maybe ostensibly like access to big AAA games. Uh, I do think that at the end of the day, think about it like this. The average person that buys a video game console, whatever it might be, PC, something to play video games on, and then a couple of games over the five-year lifespan of that game. I'm not talking about people like us who mm-hmm. spend scads of cash on games. I'm talking about the real human beings who buy The normals. Games. Yeah, the normals. yeah, yeah. You're, you're talking about a base level investment of... People with fiscal responsibility. Right. <laughs> call, call, it, call it four to five hundred dollars total over the course of five years. Mm-hmm. Now think that this thing's going to be fifteen dollars a month, twenty dollars yeah. a month, at like, and that's very conservative. For something with no resale value, with yep. no ability to turn into new product, and is built for the sole purpose of getting you to spend even more money on things that Google is offering through their other services. Yeah. Give us money for YouTube, right? Give yeah. us money for all these other things. I cannot imagine a less interesting or more at a base level predatory model than what they have announced at this point. I might be wrong. That's you're, that's from the not. outside. You're not. You're absolutely not. This is... This is bait. It's bait. It's bait to start a... So that, like, 25 years from now... Like, you know how in every science fiction show... There's always the horrible, oh, we're all on the link together. And right. then, like, yeah. right? That's what this is. <laughs> that's what this, this is. That's exactly what this is. Like, your entire life is in this Google ecosystem. That aside, here's, like, the one redeeming potential of this yeah. for me. Um, is it allows lower-income people or people who have lots of kids, right. who need to... It, it gives them a way to access educational yes. stuff. Computing. Uh, you know, computing. Like, compu- like yeah. Like, Basic it, computing. Imagine someone making some kind of VR experience with... What's, the, what's Google's Google Cardboard or whatever? Right, yeah. right, right, yeah. Right? And now, if you've got five kids at home of varying ages, whatever, great. They can be having educational or fun or whatever VR experiences through this thing, maybe. Theoretically. 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 Like, the and potential this is, a, is there. This is not a company that has a good track record yeah. with protecting your like, privacy like, you're not or wrong. not fucking That's the thing. dating like, You're not people. wrong. Like, I mean, the, the potential is there yes. for lots of people to have access to stuff that they would not normally have access to because of the price points. Absolutely. Yeah, like, in a vacuum, all of this sounds cool. Like, right. the fact that, like, I could go, like, hey, let me show you where I'm at in this game and just give you my save state, and you just hit a button and you're mm-hmm. in the game, no loading. Like, that's cool. The fact that I could go, hey, I'm stuck on this dungeon I need help with. I push a button and all of a sudden a video pops up showing me how to walk through that exact part of the game. That's cool. The fact that they can use the cloud to be like, we're making an MMO, no servers. It's a million people in one right. game. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that's yeah. That's cool. Like they actually I think they in the press conference they talked about having like a battle royale game with like over a thousand players or something. Like you could only do that with this technology. But then there's the part where it's fucking Google. Yeah, exactly. Yep. It's Google. Yep. <laughs> Yep. And, and like like this is the this is it's why whenever I have a conversation with somebody, say, about AI products, and I, I'm not sure if you guys remember an episode we recorded of the show, 
uh, last year where we were talking about when Google announced, like, look what our new AI oh, can yeah. do, where it pretends to be a fucking human mm-hmm. being making your restaurant re- reservations. Mm-hmm. Like, here, here is, I want to remind everyone, the difference between Google making something like that and, say, a more utopian vision of that technology like you'd see in Star Trek. Star Trek's computer... The computer on the Starship Enterprise that will do all of these things for you, software-wise and service-wise. Like, Stadia is no different than the Enterprise computer helping you out at the end of the day. The Enterprise computer isn't depending on bilking you out of money. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It is not for profit. It's just a tool. Google's interest in giving you access to all these things is to make you use more Google shit. Yeah. And until until they're the only one left. And everyone has to give them money. And they're like, all right, guys, we did it. We've now monopolized all computing on the planet Earth. I would like what remains of our truckers to go to a greasy rain planet and go up to the creepy leather eggs. And also, the <laughs> only video games that our algorithm serves up are games about a weird, like, like greasy 20-year-old guy <laughs> yelling about women. It's weird. It's I don't know why the algorithm is serving these up. No, he's talking but, about, like, it's, like, the YouTube factor. It's oh, the, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. the YouTube yeah. factor. I don't know why, yeah. but, like, you know yeah. what? The algorithm knows, man. Like, yeah, we're, the algorithm. 30 years from now, we're going to talk about the algorithm like it's some fucking religion. I swear to God. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. It's going to be worshipped. I'm not going to. Yeah. Praise it's the algorithm. Effort. It's going to. No, I'll. I, okay. So here's what's going to happen. At some point, there's, like, some sort of spiritual leader or inspirational speaker or something is going to debut a series on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And we're going to find out that the person doesn't exist. It's mm-hmm. part of Google's AI and everything that comes out of its mouth is algorithm, algorithmically. Yeah. Generated. There we got Thank you. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and people and, will yes. worship it. Like I'm not, even, I'm not even kidding. This isn't yeah. a riff. This is no. actually something I anticipate happening. Yeah. If yeah. go back and watch, um, there's an older movie called Simone. Oh yeah, with with the Pacino. With Al Pacino, well, yeah, and it's Pacino. actually Sim One. Yeah. And then there's a, a a movie with Robin Wright about how she signs away her likeness to this AI version of herself to act in movies because mm-hmm. that way she's you know young forever. That's the shit that's going to start happening, and yep. Google's going to own all of it. Yeah. 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 Like uh, yeah. I, I was also I was riffing with Anthony before we started, but uh, like I don't want to get like full conspiracy theory here. But I anticipate, like like you do, Susan, that twenty five years from now we're going to find out that Stadia is some secret backdoor, like we collecting data points for a like military AI drone program too. Oh yeah, because you know <laughs> they've been caught like you know they've been caught doing that shit too. Mm-hmm. I yeah, yeah. so. I, I did I did want us to talk about this and our perspectives, but my favorite quote that I've seen from a, a real-life developer about this, and of course, like, everyone under the sun has re- weighed in. Microsoft weighed in. Ubisoft weighed in. Sony and Nintendo shares crashed on Monday night. I mean, crashed. They dropped, like, 2-3%. Oh, my God, uh, it's the end of the ooh. world. But I, I really liked this quote from Robert Boyd, of Zeboid Games, who is the developer of Cosmic Star Heroine, mm-hmm. uh, Breath of Death, uh, the Cthulhu Saves the World. Games what that a- could really use Stadia, like sure. their graphics <laughs> processing. and <laughs> <laughs> Well, like, I, like a very entrenched uh, indie developer that has sort of ridden the indie wave of the last decade and stays uh, profitable and active. And I really liked this. Most indies today aren't coming close to fully utilizing the power of the platforms they already have. For me, even the Switch is a cornucopia of tech riches for the kinds of games we make, to say nothing of the PlayStation 4 or Xbox One. And with new systems most likely coming soon for Microsoft and Sony, the gap between the power available and the power most indie developers are actually using will widen even further. 
With most indie games, more power isn't going to do a thing for improving the game, but low latency controls, no need for high speed or stable internet, and portability are all the pros we need. So while you could make an argument that players might be willing to take the downsides inherent in streaming if it means they can play AAA games on a wide variety of devices with better visuals than they're accustomed to, something like a Hollow Knight or an Undertale, now with added lag turning the bullet hell segments into just plain hell, is a much less attractive proposition. And indie games are the meat and potatoes of the industry that keep players interested between the big releases. Th there it is. Yeah. Like, that that says everything. Like, how do you get Street Fighter? Like, Street Fighter doesn't exist in this world. Right. Uh, and, like, and, like, Street Fighter is not necessarily the most relevant name in the world anymore, but look at something like Dragon Ball Fighters, which millions of people play, millions of people are interested in, and it's just not the kind of thing that is going to be... Possible. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop you there with your Dragon Ball fighters and your Street Fighter. Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Yeah. Call of Duty. Yeah. Yeah. And like Madden. Like, like okay, fine. Like you're gonna be able to play FIFA Ultimate Team, and you're gonna have your Fortnite, and like the big, like big billion dollar, like revenue generators are going to be able to utilize this thing. But guess what? Everybody already has cheap low-cost devices that run these things yeah like i i just you i can play fortnite on your switch now For, like, fortnite is a bit of an aberration but right. yeah like, what, what's the cheap thing you're playing the new call of duty on uh, well okay so you're not playing the cheap i i, I think even ps4 is 200 bucks like yes but okay so call of duty a lot of money bro but like call of duty in a lot of ways has been supplanted on a larger scale like think about like the biggest money makers of the past 10 years PUBG like, and Fortnite and well, yeah, for true, Fortnite, true. Fortnite PUBG Minecraft and mm, true, Ultimate true. Team all like the biggest revenue generators in the entire in, like in the entire industry are not reliant on significant tech like true. very true so I don't know I like I, 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 unless this is coinciding with Google saying, like, we're also releasing $50 Pixel phones and mm, all, all yeah. of the hardware is offloaded yeah. on this, I just don't, I don't see yeah. the value. Like, the, I just, either Google is specifically gunning for the, like, upper middle class money because that's the people who have the money that could afford the internet that could play this stuff, or they're in it for the long game. And they're in it and they're willing to, like, take a loss or like whatever for the 10, 20 years it takes sure. for them to yep. become the monopoly. That's, I mean, that's my opinion of what's happening here. And if they happen to get something from this along the way, all your data, yep. all your data, then, all of it. then great. They're calling it a win. But like, I, but to your point about middle-class people, like 10 year olds don't want to play doom eternal. You know, no. yeah. Like, they don't give a shit. Hello, let's be let's. That's very squarely aimed at a certain age of person. Yep. And therefore, by and large, a certain median income of yeah. person. The, yeah. The 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 early adopter for sure. And yep. like, guess what, kids? Like that audience is served. They're served. Yeah, true. True. Right now, true. and yeah. at the end of the day, they are. That audience is. Nine times out of ten going to go with a brand that they already have an established relationship with and recognize. And so Microsoft is already testing xCloud, and Microsoft mm. has already been laying the groundwork for three years of turning Xbox into a service brand. Yep. Stadia is, even if Stadia's model is something that is going to be viable, Microsoft and Xbox are going to fucking devour whatever tiny market share they establish quickly out the gate. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Just, for sure. There's, there's no, there is no compelling reason to have it. No. None. None. Zero. Other than you're that asshole who always has to have everything at like who, ha who, who pre-ordered an <laughs> Ouya, right? right? You're that guy. I right. got my name etched on it. And like, like I, I, you know, like I'm not, I'm not going to poo poo the accomplishments 
of Jade Raymond and uh, Phil Harrison in the Mm -hmm. past. But, like, A, Phil Harrison was one of the most dynamic sort of shepherds of software that has ever existed. Like, the first three years of the original PlayStation, when he was out there, like, finding things like Jet Moto and Tony Mm -hmm. Hawk and all of those things, great. But that was 25 fucking years ago, dude. (laughs) What have you done for me lately? Because I also seem to remember you the ass being the asshole that called Haze a Halo killer 10 years ago. Just laying it out there, Phil. Wow. (laughs) You know, Jay Raymond... Jade Raymond is an incredibly talented producer. She's really, really good at putting together great creative teams. But, like, <laughs> Assassin's Creed was a long time ago, and the most recent thing she shipped was Star Wars Battlefront 2. Not necessarily her fault. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I don't, like, like knowing that these are the people stewarding that internal first-party ship, I'm like, I, why would I care? Like yeah. you're not you're not naming me a property. You're yeah. not telling me about actual design talent inside the machine. I why should I be impressed? Yeah, and like maybe three months from now when E3 rolls around and they have more because this is supposedly rolling out this year. Sure. Um, and they actually have like these are the games that we're launching with. Like you know maybe that makes it more exciting. But this like it's such a nebby. Dude, do you know how much bandwidth this is gonna pull? Oh yeah. Thanks. There's a there's a uh, interview. Um, with Phil Harrison in uh, Telegraph that mentions that this is going to suck 20 gigabytes of data per hour. <laughs> yeah, everybody in the United States can do that. Oh, for sure. 20, yeah. Sure. Like, like, does Google live... Like do, like, do these people live in a fantasy world? I, yes! <laughs> I mean, yes, but I don't know. Like, the answer is yes. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, in, in a vacuum, all of these things sound great, but the reality of it is... Who is this for? Who actually, like, like half the people in this country have a 100 gigabyte data cap because they have Comcast, because Comcast sucks, because they have an oligopoly over their particular region of the internet. Like, I'm lucky, quote unquote, because I have Spectrum, which doesn't have data caps. Right. But, like, yep. not, not everyone does. <laughs> so there, there it is, everybody. The Continue Podcast response to Google Stadia is a resounding three-way... <laughs> Uh, Dave, yes. lightning, lightning round us. What else has been happening oh in my the God, world? There's so much news. Okay, so um, have you heard about this, Susan? This uh, whole thing going down with uh, Judgment and Sega? What? Okay. No. So Judgment, a.k.a. Judge Eyes, as it's known in Japan, ha- uh, has been pulled from digital and physical store shelves. Uh, Sega pulled it themselves because one of its the actors in the game, Pierre Taki, uh, he's an actor and a singer of a band called Denki Groove, uh, was caught with cocaine. Oh, so okay. He got caught with cocaine. Sega went scorched earth. They pulled the game from the shelves. They uh, said, nobody can buy this anymore. We are reevaluating its status in the West. We have taken all references of it off of our social media channels. Uh, and we have released a statement saying uh, we apologize for the inconvenience. We are currently reevaluating what we're going to do with this game. This game's been out in Japan for three months. I, um, I've i never seen anything quite like this. this I'm not like like there like when the whole Me Too thing was going down, like you saw uh, there's that movie. Was it uh, only God? Was it called Only God Forgives, Only Money Forgives, or something? Where they pulled Kevin Spacey out at the oh, last yeah, minute yeah, and yeah. reshot yeah, like sure. all of his yeah. scenes. But like, that would be like going back to the usual suspects and like saying, "We're just no, nope, you can't buy this movie anymore because he's he was a garbage person in it." Sorry, but I like, okay, so, and and perhaps this is my peculiar bias. He just got caught with some coke. That's it. Yeah. It's coke. It's cocaine. So here's the thing: Who like you cares? dig, it, you dig like, into. I'm, if he was selling it, you or know, distri- maybe or, di- or distributing, like, like in a significant. But like, this is a possession charge. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, okay. I did some research into this because I was like, "Whoa, this is like, because this is the first time I've heard of something like this happening at this kind of scale." Um, in Japan. So Japan's drug laws, uh, if there's a country that you don't want to get caught doing drugs in, 
It's Japan. Okay. Uh, and basically, their laws are very strict. Uh, illegal drug users, even like users of drugs like Adderall, which is illegal in Japan, are oh, basically wow. right. seen as criminals. Like if you get if you're like caught with well, I mean, marijuana, you are a criminal, but like, yes, but like 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 fucking like criminal. yakuza. Criminal. You mean like criminal? Yeah. Okay. So apparently, a lot of this is a carryover from uh, post World War II U.S. occupation when uh, America was helping draft their constitution. We were coming hot off the heels of our own sort of marijuana and drug prohibition nonsense um and so a lot of that just kind of got shifted over and we're still dealing with a lot of that shit but we're making progress japan hasn't it's Uh, so weird so so yeah like you'll get prison time just for having possess uh for for being uh caught with it foreigners get kicked out of the country um and your career like get basically gets disappeared uh, oh, just man. instantly. Because yeah. what happens is uh, th- there's this idea in Japan. Like, there's a really great article that Brian Ashcraft over at Kotaku wrote, kind of uh, summarizing a lot of the stuff. But that basically, if one person in Japan, it has a lot to do with like saving face. If one person sure. in a company gets caught doing something illegal, no one should profit off of that work. So they pull it. And when you couple that, with Japan's 99% conviction rate, uh, which ironically is a, is a topic that the game right, actually good, covers. What the game's about. Uh, yeah, and also uh, learning that puts Phoenix Wright in a whole new light. Um, Just to plug The Escapist for a minute, there's a really amazing article about how Phoenix Wright reflects the Japanese that judicial system. Yes. is so goddamn good. I will have it's to read really that. Great. Susan, I'm yeah. re-promoting that later today. Thank you for reminding uh, me of that. Absolutely. But, uh, but yeah, like that's why they go scorched earth when these allegations hit. Like, uh, like singers will just have their careers ended, their records pulled off of store shelves. Uh, and per- like everyone pretends like it never happened because it's like in the eyes of Japanese law, if you are arrested, like they don't arrest a lot of people. So when they do, it's because they have enough information to basically lock you away and throw away the key. Man, that's wild. Which is why they have that 90, 99% conviction rate, uh, because they usually end in prison time or plea deals. Uh, so if you get arrested, you're basically guilty. So these companies just go, well, that's open and shut. We're gonna, so, so yeah, so. For, for okay, com- okay, okay, hold on, hold on. I need to, I need to shift this yes. to something I can, okay. Let's say uh, uh, Norman Reedus. Yeah, sure. Was convicted of murdering his girlfriend. Okay. Yes. Okay, there's no doubt he did it. It's not one of those like, oh, the evidence, like he absolutely murdered his girlfriend. Right. Okay. Would we think it was appropriate to pull Death Stranding and not sell it anymore? I kind of do. Yeah, it, like, yeah. It's, like it's. I guess it's weird. I. The thing know, is, like, using cocaine as a victimless crime, whereas like what Norman Reedus would have done. True. True. Right. True. True. This is this is this is where. So there, we do have a more recent and comparable example. Hmm. When Louis C.K. was uh, revealed to have like sexually assaulted many people over mm-hmm. a very long period of time, mm-hmm. he was supposed to be releasing a movie the month that that happened. Mm-hmm. That movie included a scene where a character is openly masturbating in front of a female colleague like there is a scene where an actor is literally like living out Louis CK's life, living out the exact same assault that Louis CK did. That movie is gone. Well, yeah, right. So like, absolutely. And I sit there and I'm like, good, good. Fuck that. Never release that. No money should change hands in, in relation to that. And no one needs to see Mm -hmm. vanish it. However, like, I think I like, like Dave just said, like, I kind of see a distinction between sexual assault and somebody I mean, having cocaine on their person. Uh, agreed, agreed, but in our culture. Yeah, yeah. Like, not do, our culture. do I, do I, I mean, like, dude was, 
doing a bump. Who gives a shit? Right. You know, I don't care. I don't have to be around him. Like, I don't right? have to listen like, to, like, his screenplay idea. <laughs> you know, like, he's, as long as he's not driving, as, you know, as long as he's not a nursing mother, you know, right. as long as he's not leaving it out for the four-year-old to snort, I don't care. But that's yeah. me, right? Yeah. And that's our culture. I'm sure there's stuff that he could do in his culture that yeah. we w- that they wouldn't give a shit about. And we'd be like, oh, you know? Uh, you're right. So, the weird, you know, the weird thing is with a video game... It, it is that it is alterable in a way Indeed. that is far more like like we also have an example of this. A perfect example is you can go out and buy a copy of Punch Out for the Nintendo Entertainment System right now. Go to a store, you buy an mm-hmm. NES Classic, you can play Punch Out thirty years after the fact. Mike Tyson is no longer in yeah. that game. Yeah. 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 And all yeah. like it's the exact same character. They just changed the color yeah. and they changed yeah. his shorts and that's They actually it. did that in uh, the Yakuza 4 remake that just came out in Japan. Yeah. There was another actor that had uh, quote unquote retired due to cocaine uh, use allegations. And yeah, they just replaced his character model. So I imagine that's like that's why I was actually when the news of this broke, I was staring at Amazon.jp with my credit card in hand, going like do I import this game? Because the prices are already like they're go they're above yeah, hundred dollars yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. And one, it was like, well, I don't know enough Japanese to enjoy this, so I would just be buying it to have it to flip it. Yeah. Oh, and then yeah. two, who's to say that Sega doesn't ultimately go? Well, we'll just release a patch and take yeah, them out mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, which so, I, I imagine that's they're just they're weighing the cost of whether that's feasible will we do. make enough money off of it to justify the expense yeah of doing that yeah, yeah. which sucks uh, because it's the first game by that studio that wasn't yakuza that was getting like major push in the west too like they they've shelled out for english voice actors for this game which they I haven't pre- done I for pre-ordered that shit man yeah I, I'm, I'm on the line for that yeah so all right dave what else happened in the world all right uh, Nintendo Indie Direct happened yesterday. Uh, there's some a lot of co- lo- cool little games from that, but there are two big stories that um, uh, we'll hit on here. Uh, the first announcement was uh, Cuphead's coming to Switch. Don't care. Uh, but it's with partner, like in partnership with Microsoft. Yeah. Well, okay, that and, part's yeah, interesting. That part's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You can link up your Xbox Live account and earn achievements. Uh, it's different than the thing that they also announced, saying that like. You could put Xbox Live in iOS games. Like they haven't released that to Switch yet, but it f- I think it functions the same way as the Minecraft. The other cool thing, uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer sequel, starring Zelda and Link. Yeah, that's pretty great. That's with, it's, it's really called, cool. Yeah, called Cadence of Hyrule. So there's an article on IGN talking about how this got started. Apparently, the, the developers were like. We want to make we want to make a new game and like wouldn't it be cool if we could use like Zelda characters in like a DLC update, and then Nintendo got back to them and was like that's cool, could you make that like the game, and they're like, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, okay, yeah. So so yeah, it's it's a top down rhythm based Zelda game thing with Zelda characters and Zelda electronic remixes this is wild like Guys, this has eyes done... are actually glowing i saw like susan's, <laughs> susan's got a glint in her eye <laughs> well i never i always wanted to play crypt of the necro dancer and i never got to yeah and so this is is such a it, it's i mean even if the, it was just a port of crypt of the necro dancer they'd be like yay but adding a adding the zelda flavor just makes it utterly delightful. Mm-hmm. And B, I really like the idea that Nintendo is starting to loosen up a little bit. That's the best. R- right? Like, because the road, the mental road that sends me down is Super Mario RPG. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? Like, Super, Super Mario RPG g- from the people that made Cat Quest. Freaking, yeah, 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 yeah like, exactly, right? All and of those things. Just that kind of like, oh yeah, all right. Well, we got the we got the the aesthetic mm-hmm. and the characters and the music. We've done that heavy lift for you. Mm-hmm. Give us a give us a framework to stick it on, 
You know, yeah. it's Mario plus Rabbids. It's all this really and cool stuff that can now happen because Nintendo's going, eh, yeah. sure. And, and uh, here, here is all I want to continue to happen because the, the greatest thing of when Nintendo has just like a let its stuff creep out is that they maintain their level of quality care. Yeah, indeed. indeed. And like Mario and Rabbids is like, oh man, where the hell has this been? I've always wanted this, but it's polished to a goddamn sheen. Mm-hmm. And that is because up to now, Nintendo's quality care has just been precision. It, you know, you look at a developer like Next Level Games, who are the people that like Nintendo contracts stuff out to. They made Luigi's Mansion 2. I think that they're making Luigi's Mansion They 3. made that Punch-Out for the Wii, right? They made Punch-Out for Wii. They made the uh, original Mario Soccer games for Wii and GameCube. And like those are awesome. And then you play things... The next level games made for other companies, <laughs> like their Captain America movie tie-in from 2011, yeah. and it's held together with duct tape. Yeah, and or like, like you hear stories yeah. about how like Retro Studios before Nintendo came along was like a wretched hive of scum and villainy. Basically, Susan, one of the founders, one of the founders of Retro Studios, told Susan and I that on the air. That guy who was the director of Star Wars, Masters of Terrascazi, he's like, yeah, man, we tried to get Retro Studios off the ground for like four years, and Nintendo's like, you guys make shit. (laughs) (laughs) We are sending one of our dudes here to turn you into a functioning team. And he's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. yeah. Uh, and like, like as as long as that level of quality stays, like I, I'm thrilled. That's like, so yeah, exciting. Too. Starlink is the best Star Fox game in like a decade. Yeah, Starlink <laughs> like, is yeah. tight. I love that game. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah, keep them coming. Keep the weird stuff coming. Like I, that's the thing that I love about Nintendo is like you just you never know what curveballs they're gonna throw, and sometimes it's this, and yeah. you're like, man, that's cool. Yeah. Sometimes it's just another Mario Party. You're like, okay, I'll play that, I guess. Uh, let's see. Next store uh, story we got here. The Epic Store is locking down more exclusives. Oh, uh, I don't stop. Yeah. yeah so yeah. so there, there's a quote from Tim Sweeney saying that they're not going to have any crappy games on their service, which is ironic given that they have added <laughs> Heavy Rain, Beyond <laughs> Two Souls, and uh, Detroit Become Human. To the store of uh, Rimshot. Uh, but yeah, uh, The Outer Wilds, uh, Remedy's upcoming game, Control, and uh, Patrice Desolée's new game, Ancestors, are also going to be Epic Store exclusive. Guys, like, so, this is, this is, okay, Dave and Susan know this. This is for the benefit purely of listeners. Like, the whole, like, can't believe Epic's spending the money to do these things. Guys, do you have any idea how much money Epic has right now? There's any. so much money. They have so much money, and you know what? At least they're putting it into and, getting and good games. Right, and like they're they've just announced that they're gonna put like like was like a hundred million dollars in this indie like like grant that yeah. helps developers fund games. Like guys, like they're what has Steam done with their money? Like Gabe Newell yeah, has exactly. Kni- yeah. Gabe Newell has a yeah. wall full of knives. Like that's all I can point to, really. Yeah, that's it. Like Va- Valve's response to becoming richer than God was to be like, you know what? What if we just didn't care about quality and tried to make more money? Yeah. And then didn't curate anything and basically like let people make like video games about atrocity, just use our store and pump out shit and make it basically impossible to curate a digital store entirely. Fine. Valid choice. (laughs) (laughs) As a a business decision. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Completely Perfect. valid. And, valid and the thing is, like, you have no soul. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're and occasionally humanity. you do get those gems where something like Dead Cells or mm-hmm. whatever just sure. like appears and everyone's like, whoa, this is cool. And like it takes over. But no, then it, you get. It, like, I, I'm not even going to mention on the podcast because it, 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 it's really funny because we, we were just talking about how Google was making a play for something that could turn into something in 20 years. Epic is laying the groundwork for what could be the the best model for a curated digital storefront that we've seen but 10 years from now. 
Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this is like if you're going to use one of the prop no the biggest war chests of yeah. cash in the video game industry since Nintendo made their you know billion dollar bed off of Pokemon and the NES and the Game Boy in the '90s. This is a hell of a way to do it. And, like, you know, fine. Let them. Get more exclusives, guys. Do it. And, I mean, here's the thing. Let's remember, Epic is also the company of Unreal. Yeah. Yeah. So they've got, they're creating infrastructure. They are, they have tools. Their their motto is never never make a rock. Right. Right? They're like, here, we got a big library in Unreal. You need environment? Here you go. You need a house? You need a horse? You need a rock? Whatever. You got it. Add that to a storefront. Add that to an indie fund. They're creating a self-sustaining ecosystem. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and good. So, like, and good. good. And well, <laughs> theoretically, theoretically, yeah, good. all of this is theoretical. Yeah, yeah. until yeah. Epic becomes the only game in town. And right, sure, exactly. But then like, they can jack the prices up, and it's yeah. also just that's never like that's not going to happen. Yeah, like Apple and Valve and Amazon are. Like there, there's no way Epic can just be like, now we can. Tr- wow, we're the only ones. Like, it it is a platonic ideal of yeah competition. Yeah. Uh, we'll just see what happens. Um, so, another thing that I saw in the news was a week ago it was revealed that there was a Fallout seventy six player who had built what is essentially a death maze. It's so good. <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> and he was just tricking people into going into his weird structure and then just trapping players there <laughs> until they died, which is No, no, no. Okay, no, 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 no. I need to clarify something. All right, I need yeah. to clarify a few things. Okay. At any point, if... Th- first of all, that he... Okay, he did trap people in a maze with a death claw. <laughs> that happened. <laughs> It's true. Important. But uh, the Deathclaw was tame. Oh. Therefore, until you shot it, it wouldn't hurt you. Okay. So it's, it's, it is a psychological trap until you become aggressive. And. Then it's a, then it's a literal trap. Correct. But you could also, you could fast travel out of there. Oh, okay. Instantaneously. Right. Well. Yeah. Exactly. Here, it's just awesome. It's just awesome. Here's what fascinated me about it, Susan, mm-hmm. is that there's a recursive element to this. Mm-hmm. Because why would you build a death trap to trap Fallout 76 players when Fallout 76 is itself <laughs> <laughs> a sinister death trap that somebody could fast travel out of at will, and yet don't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what are you What are you doing? Okay. So, when last we left our heroes... Oh, no. Fallout 76 was running beautifully. Sure. It actually was. This is pre-update. It ran great. Like, no tech issues at all. Was having a great time with it. They released the first update, the first of several updates that they have announced. They're all going to be free. And each one adds new story, new abilities, new, 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 new. Great. And this was the one I was really looking forward to because it, in addition to uh, new crafting, like now you can brew your own alcohol and stuff, great. I was finally going to be able to display my goddamn teddy bears. I told you guys about the bears last time. Mm-hmm. You still can't you display wanted, your you goddamn... Wanted- you wanted yep. your post-apocalyptic Animal Crossing dreams to come true. Exactly. That <laughs> was supposed to be part of the update. It is not. Okay. It, clearly, that's not working for some reason. I can wait. That's fine. They broke the fuck out of this game uh. with this update. So I'm on vacation. As we've said, uh, my husband and I both brought our PS4s so we could play Fallout 76 together. At this moment, you cannot form a team. Why? You hit join team... Nothing happens. Oh, great. Yep. That, that seems important. Yeah, right? Uh, I, now, here's the interesting thing. He has a uh, PS4 Pro. I have a launch PS4. The performance difference between the two of them is dramatic. Really? I, oh, yeah. I get 
It takes me much longer to get into the game. It takes me much longer. Like, you can fast travel to your friends mm. uh, across the map, and you can join. Like, if you don't end up on the same server, you can join them. It's extremely difficult for me to join him, but he can join me. That's interesting. Right? I was getting bounced frequently. Just poof, you're off the server. You have to reconnect. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So that's intriguing. But also, but here's, and we've been, we've been dealing, we've been trying to work around the tech issues, and there's this big quest, huge quest, multi-layered thing that ends with you setting off a nuke. You gotta collect, I mean, it's, it's, this is an involved thing, and we're like, okay. Is it like a centerpiece? Is that like? It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is the main story of the game. Okay. And you have to, the, the whole thing is, you are, it doesn't matter why you're trying to set off this nuke, but you got to collect eight codes, okay. decrypt them, and then go to a bunker and use the codes to launch a nuke. Hmm. Each one of those steps has several other steps involved in it, and it's really, really, really hard. We spent several hours working on it yesterday. Oh, no. We're like, okay, we're going to do this. Oh, no. We get to the bunker, we realize we never decrypted the codes. Shit. He's like, no problem. Like, he's standing, we're standing in front of the computer to launch it, and we're like, fuck. We never decrypted the codes. I'm like, that's okay. I will fast travel to the place to decrypt the code. Then I'll fast travel back to you so we don't have to fight our way through this whole thing again. Okay, fine. I go. The wall that is supposed to decrypt the codes isn't working. Like, okay. Russ is like, you know what? I saw on, on Reddit, someone has already done the decrypting for us. Let's just do that. I'm like, fine. I don't even care at this point. He, start, he looks up the codes. Great. He is literally inputting it. Oh, no. Gets bounced from the server. Oh, no. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding Does it kidding reset me. the quest? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to start completely over again. Yep. Yeah. How, how is this a game that was released at all? I don't, I don't understand what, it, it is, it is so broken because of the update and they pushed the update by one or two days and I don't understand why they just didn't hold it longer. How they, they, they must have known that it was going to break all sorts of shit. Well, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, like, this is, this, this seems to be a pattern. I don't get it. With, I with don't internally get developed products at Bethesda. It's, I know. Like, I, 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 uh, and, and, like, it doesn't affect anybody else that works with them. This doesn't happen with Machine Games products. Nope. It doesn't happen with id products. Yep. It happens with things made by Bethesda Studios. I know. Repeatedly. And, and I... Oof. Here, like... I love this game so much. I mean, I want to be clear. I love this game. I am more than 100 hours into this game. I have spent actual money dollars on items for my camp because it makes me happy. Sure. And I am happy to do that. I have nothing but respect for everybody who works at Bethesda. I just literally do not understand how, why this keeps happening. Because, like, it's a meme for a reason that Bethesda games are buggy. Yeah. And I don't understand, especially with a game that had such a troubled launch. Yeah. And, and created such a loss of confidence in players that you would let something like this out in the wild. Be like, hey, guys, you know what? We have some problems with Wild Appalachia update. We're going to hold it until we've worked it out. I, I like, Thank you. Yes, please. Like, you know, it was running like a dream. <laughs> it was running perfectly before this update. It's so weird. And now it's trash. It's is just it, trash. So is this game also using their Gamebryo engine? Like, because uh, that's what they use for Fallout and Skyrim and all that stuff. And, like, that's the engine that's, like, like it's they've been using that for over yeah. a decade now. Yeah, well, yeah true. Yeah. I mean, they've been well, using I mean, this, it since this, Oblivion. This began life as Fallout 4 multiplayer, so right. yeah. one assumes. Yeah. Oh, man. I just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I also wonder at what point, at what point 
does Bethesda run into the wall of consumer disinterest? Mm. Because, you know, Skyrim is a goose that keeps laying golden eggs. Mm -hmm. But you can see a very prominent impact that this reputation has on Fallout 4. Because Fallout 4 enormously successful at launch when it came mm -hmm. out in 2016 enormously successful however fallout 4 immediately dropped off the sales charts it continues to move it continues to sell but bethesda's bread and butter was being able to put out a product and keep it take two rockstar style mm -hmm. moving copies every single month and the reality is is that fallout 4 was really the first time that you'd seen the shine come off that apple. And mm -hmm. now there are two major products in a row where people are like, eh, like Bethesda's a joke at launch. And a lot of, many people bought Fallout 76 at launch. A lot of people mm -hmm. are going to buy Elder Scrolls 6 at launch. Whenever that may be. Or, right, um, right. I don't know, fucking Wing Commander, whatever that shit is called. That's They're, Star... Their oh, space right. one. Yeah. Starfield? Yeah. Whatever. But like I yeah, they gotta they gotta work some shit out. Yeah. And soon. Because this yeah. is taking a toll. It, it it I cannot imagine. Coming to this new in this current experience. And sticking around. Yeah. It's yeah. so goddamn broken. Yeah. Now, again, I absolutely expect that they will fix it and it will be back to running like a dream and that'll be wonderful. But, like, I, I mean, I talk about it on Twitter. I talk about it on the show, how much I love this game and it's so, so good. It's No Man's Sky, except No Man's Sky didn't keep breaking Yeah, the No Man's thing. Sky didn't keep breaking. It just kept getting better. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It just, it only got better. Mm -hmm. Like, wait for a year to play No Man's Sky and you come back to it and you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. I... I I don't know, man. It's it's so frustrating. Well, and they're I, like they're not charging a monthly fee for this, right? No, no, they are not. So, how where is the money coming from to fund these updates? Like, do they expect people are just gonna keep buying this game knowing how bad he, it is? He, he, I don't know. Who knows, man? Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> and that's the other frustrating thing because you play Elder Scrolls Online. It's amazing. Yeah. Not developed it, by Th Bethesda Studios. That should be it, stated for the record. Yeah. It's, yeah its, own, it's its own team. It's its own business. Yeah. Yeah. And neither neither is, um. oh, God, the card game you love. Uh, oh, Legends. Yeah. That's also not Bethesda Studios. No. no. It's, it's, ah, man. What, they, wait, was, <clears throat> was Bethesda Studios also working on that, like, Elder Scrolls mobile game? Or there's like oh, a like a like a sh like a sword game or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah which yeah. got delayed. Yeah. Did that ever come out? That did not come out. Okay. Is, so yeah, Somebody tried it. They they must have done a, a press demo recently or something. Yeah. I saw people I, talking about it. That okay. was at E3. The, that that was E3. It was almost a year ago at this point. No, this was more recent. Oh, it was more recent. Oh well, maybe yeah. maybe it's yeah. almost uh maybe it's almost ready for prime time. Yeah. Um, man, it just, just sucks because like the the, the games. The promise of those games is always so impressive. Yep. And when it works, it's really cool. Yeah. When when it works. Yeah. yeah. Well, everybody just go buy Skyrim again. <laughs> Skyrim works pretty well now. Pretty, pretty well. Pretty, pretty well. Play pretty it on well. your fridge pretty well. by this point. Uh, Dave, who made this happen? Whose fault? <laughs> Why do you phrase it like that every Whose time? Whose fault is Whose this? Fault is this? <laughs> this is the fault of our wonderful Patreon backers, uh, patreon.com slash continue podcast to support the show. Uh, any amount helps, but uh, at a special $10 level and above, you'll get a special shout out on our show. So I would like to give a special shout out to Ryan Brady, Nick Grugan, Double Taco, Yaddle, Gluttony One of Seven, Ryan Mance, Derek Sanskrit, Adam Condra, Matthew Peters, Michael Coffey, Thierry Belair, Eric Van Quill, The Fancy Manatee, Denton Brock, Elio Dare, Ludwig Kitzman, Stormshot, Frank Sands, Kalen Houston, Axel Olsen Mangholt, Tyler Nilsson, Shane Nilsson, Jacob Christos, Chris Cook, Skip Dippity, Tim Chesson, Bullet Bob Daniel Squire, 
and Tom. Thank you guys so much. Uh, guys, very seriously, uh, this this has been... 2019 has been very difficult so far. Uh, mm-hmm. Sure uh, for, for all of us. Uh, and I can say personally that this has been a hard... I've just been having a hard time. And it means so much to me that you guys make this show happen. And to our Patreon backers that are hanging out, like, even right now in the Continue Podcast Discord, uh, doing this show and being a part of the community that surrounds it really matters to me. And thank you from the bottom of my heart. Really. And thank you, you two, for doing it with me. Yeah, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Everybody, everybody, you need to know that the more emotionally honest I get, the more acerbic Susan's response to it becomes, which is the best. It's the circle of life. It's the circle of life. Uh, Well, that's how you know when shit is really bad. When Anthony and I are both doing the emotional vulnerable thing. That's when it's dark. That's when it's worried. That's the the darkness, y'all. Yeah. Because one of us has to be the snark. (laughs) Otherwise, it's all falling apart. Exactly. Uh, Yeah, so anybody, if you're not one of our Patreon backers, uh, please just share the show. And thank you for listening. It really matters uh, to us personally. Uh, Otherwise, you can follow us on Twitter at ContinuePod. And you can also follow me on Twitter at a John Agnello, and you can catch me every single day at escapistmagazine.com. I actually just wrote a really cool essay about the 25th anniversary of Super Metroid and how that game's legacy is not the tide of Metroidvanias you see on your Switch. It's the fact that that game created a great model for creating what feels like a real wilderness in video Ooh. games. Uh, Susan, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Susan Arndt, and you can find me at PAX East. What? At the end of the month, where I will be talking about video game addiction and also Fallout 76. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be great. Different oh, topics, though. They're not related. No, they are. Related. <laughs> related. Video game addiction to Nerd. Fallout. Yeah. Dave Roberts, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at David Robots. That's where I hang out. And the Discord. And the I'm Discord. in there. I, hang, I pop in frequently. Yeah. That's you part of how bad You can come yell at me and tell me my video game opinions are bad. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much. We'll see you in two weeks. Goodbye. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.